Brethren, it is with joy that I come to you today with a willing heart, with a willing mind, with willingness to share with you in these devotions. And I want to thank you so much for your willingness to listen and to share with others. I trust that as we do this together, that God will be glorified and that you will be helped. The songwriter in his song, My Hope is in the Lord, in the third stanza, he said, And now for me, he stands before the Father's throne. He shows his wounded hands and named me as his own. For me, he died. For me, he lived. And everlasting life and light, he freely gives. The night that I accepted Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior was the best decision that I had ever made in my entire life. Have I always been what God desired of me? My answer is no. I have made many mistakes. I have failed many times. But the truth of the matter is, he said, when I fail, if I confess my sin, he is faithful and just to forgive me and to cleanse me from all unrighteousness. And every time I fail, I go back to him and I ask his forgiveness. You know what? The longer I live and the more I study the word of God, the more I see myself failing even more. In days gone by, when I first accepted Jesus Christ as my savior, I would always try to measure myself by maybe someone else and see how well I am doing. Or I measure myself by myself to see how I was and how I am. But the more I grow and the more I walk with the Lord, I am now beginning to measure myself by the Lord Jesus Christ. And every time I look at him and I look at myself, I can see, oh, I have fell short every time. So I'm always conscious of the fact that I have failed. You know, there are many people today who think that they live such a good life that they have not failed. The truth of the matter is, for we all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. So it's a joy for me to come and to share with you in these devotions. I'm trying to encourage us in these devotions to do all that it takes to win our loved ones to the Lord. Some of those children that do not know Jesus, mom, don't get discouraged. Keep on praying. Keep on doing what it takes so that you could win them to the Lord. Dad, continue to live that life that brings honor and glory to God. That child would see Christ in you. I know it is tough when we see our children, especially those who once walked with the Lord and walk away from Him. I encourage you today, if you are like that and your kids once walked with the Lord and they're not walking with Him anymore, I know it could be discouraging, but don't let it discourage you. A, be encouraged. Keep on going for the Lord. One of these days, those very same children will look back at your life and see Christ in your life.
And no doubt, oh, no doubt, desire to be like you. The Bible reminds us that we must train up a child in the way he or she should go. And when he's old, he will not depart from it. One may walk away, but day by day, the word of God still speaks to that individual, those individuals about their walk with the Lord. So do all you can all to bring our loved ones, to bring your loved ones to Christ. I said, there are some things that are required if we're going to do everything we can to appoint our loved ones to Christ. I said, we must have a positive faith. And then I shared with you that there must be a passionate concern. There must be a passionate concern. We must feel and show our concern for their soul. If we are not concerned, then there must be a point of beginning of concern. Begin to pray for them regular and definitely. When we practice, that concern will come. Read the Bible about the spiritual condition and the dangers that await them. I close with sharing with you last morning from John chapter number three, verse 18. He that believeth on him is not condemned. But he that believeth not is condemned already because he had not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. And in chapter number three and verse number 36, he says, He that believeth on the Son hath everlasting life. And he that believeth not the Son shall not see life, but the wrath of God abideth on him. Read about their spiritual condition. I go to Luke chapter number 16. Speaking of this spiritual condition, looking at what the scripture teaches. Oh, some folks don't even like to hear this type of teaching. But in Luke chapter number 16 and verse number 19, looking at the spiritual condition of life here and life after, there was a certain rich man which was clothed in purple and fine linen and feared sumptuously every day. And there was a certain beggar named Lazarus, which was laid at his gate full of sores and desiring to be fed with the crumbs which fell from the rich man's table. Moreover, the dogs came and licked his sores. And it came to pass that the beggar died and was carried by the angel into Abraham's bosom. The rich man also died and he was buried. And in hell he lifted up his eyes, being in torment, and seared Abraham afar off and Lazarus in his bosom. And he cried and said, Father Abraham, have mercy on me and send Lazarus that he may dip the tip of his finger in water and cool my tongue, for I am tormented in these flames. But Abraham said, Son, remember that thou in thy lifetime receivest thy good things, and likewise Lazarus evil things, but now he is comforted, and thou art tormented. And besides all this, between us and you, there is a great gulf fixed, so that they which would pass from hence to you cannot, neither can they pass to us that would come from thence. And he said, I pray thee, therefore, Father, that thou wouldest send him to my father's house. For I have five brethren, that he may testify unto them, lest they also come into this place of torment. And Abraham said unto him, They have Moses and the prophets, and let them hear them. And he said, Nay, Father Abraham, but if one went unto them from the dead, they will repent. 
And he said unto him, If they hear not Moses and the prophets, neither will they be persuaded, though one rose from the dead. The condition of the lost. When we read what God says about their future, that should surely get us concerned. When we think of our children, our parents, our uncles, our aunts, our sisters, our brothers, our friends, our colleagues, our neighbors, when we think of their present condition, not accepting Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, and knowing the scriptures, what will take place if they die in that state, that should cause us to be concerned. If that still does not bring a spirit of concern, then we need to stop and try loving them. Many times, many parents get turned off by their children. And sometimes you have the tendency to say, you know what, let them go. Let them do what they want until they have found their end. My friend, that is the spirit of giving up. Don't give up because they may not stop and see their end. But I ask you to keep on loving your loved ones. Yes. Oh, love them with the love of God. If you cannot say anything to them in regards to witnessing, if they don't want to hear you witnessing to them, then tell them, I love you. And tell God about them. Pray for them. Oh, don't be afraid to pray for them and let them hear you praying for them. If that does not bring some form of concern, then, like I say, we must try our best to love them. Try our best. And if that still doesn't help, hey, you and I would need to stop and check our love for God. Because God loved them. God loved us so much. When we were at our best, he said, nevertheless, I'll die for them. Nevertheless, I would go to the cross I would pay for their sins. The very ones that were crucifying him, those are the ones that he went to the cross for. If that isn't love, then I don't know what love is about. Love your loved ones. Love them with a love that they would see how you love them in the Lord. Pray for them. Do all that you can to encourage your loved ones to come to the Lord. And you know what? While I am encouraging my loved ones, I am responsible to be encouraging your loved ones. Because the truth of the matter is, we all have loved ones that do not know Jesus as Lord and Savior. My time is up, but I promise you that I'll be back and share with you that there must be a pure motive. There must be a pure motive. What are some of the requirements? Yes, there must be a pure motive. Father, thank you. Thank you so much for all that you have done and all that you're doing in our lives. And God, for our loved ones that don't know you. And for those who knew you and walked away from you, we bring them to you today and we ask you, dear God, that you be merciful. We ask you, dear God, that in your mercy that you will turn them around. God, that they'll be willing to turn, dear God, because I know if they play stubborn, you have ways and means of humbling every one of us. So be merciful, dear God. God, we pray that they would hear to you
and turn around and come back. And for those who are not saved, that they will trust your Savior before it's too late. Bless every parent. Bless everyone who is interested in their loved ones to see them saved. And God bless them with the salvation of our loved ones. We love you and praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. Do have a wonderful day. It's time to share.